You're live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. Just a few more Saturdays till Christmas. Some of it. <laughs> doing. Uh, I've been doing some online shopping. Uh, in that regard, uh, in a little bit, we'll have uh, a guest on from PayPal talking about mobile, mobile shopping. Mobile is changing the way people are shopping this year for holidays. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see the kind of results, especially from Black Friday. I know that they have some statistics to show how that compares to last year. So we'll be able to listen to that and figure out... Uh, really how your smartphone is changing shopping habits this holiday season. Interesting uh, bit of news here. Uh, Ralph Baer, have you heard of him, Andy? Um, I have now. I didn't know before. (laughs) Well, uh, he unfortunately passed away uh, on December 6th, 92 years old. Uh, But basically, and I guess not many people know this, he was the inventor of video games. And you know what's funny about this story, Mike, is nobody knows who he is. Yes, who's Bill Gates? Everyone knows what Bill Gates did. Who's Steve Jobs? Everyone knows who Steve Jobs is. But Ralph Baer, nobody knows what he did. But think about his impact on technology and society in general. So he's the guy that invented the Pong game. Yeah. Or, you know, those types of of games. Uh, You weren't even alive back in the 70s. Well, he envisioned it first. He envisioned it, Somebody had to think about creating a box to connect to your television, and he was the one that did it. But he actually came up with this idea back in the 50s, but it didn't go anywhere. And then in the 60s, it kind of came back to life, Yeah, and uh, he actually developed a prototype. He got got $2,500 to develop this prototype. Yeah. And um, eventually, uh, Magnavox uh, released a video game console, I think, in 1972. Uh, it was going to be color, but they decided not to make the graphics color, if you can call them graphics. To keep the cost down? To keep the cost down. Yeah. And uh, video games were born. From there, uh, you know, other companies sprang up. Atari, Nolan Bush, Bushnell, the founder of uh, Atari, he saw this and basically copied it. Yeah. They got sued. But anyway, by that time... You know, hundreds of other companies started getting on the action. So here's a question for you, Mike. Yep. When was the first time you played video games? And what system was it? It was it was one of those little Pong games. Really? On, yeah, for the TV. And how old were you at the time? Oh, I can't even remember. Seven or eight. It was magic. Like it was amazing. It was amazing. It was super amazing. And we would just spend hours there. And if you remember the Pong games, they're the most simplest games. But it was Ever. fun. Though. It was that, fun. Yeah. You were playing this electronic game on your television. Yeah. The crappy part is if you accidentally left it on, the image of the paddles would, would actually burn, burn. Right, right into the TV screen. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And wreck your TV. My but, first console was the Atari. What was that game with the frog? Is it called Frogger? Yeah. Where you have to cross the street? Yeah. That was, that was my entry into the video game world. Ah. Changed my life. Change your life. Well, it's funny. The the new PlayStation 4 came out. Yeah. And um, I, I only play one video game to, to this day, and that's NHL. It's made here in Burnaby by yeah. Electronic Arts. And I've been playing it since 1993. So when the new PlayStation 4 came, I'm like, wow, I got to buy this. But I don't play by myself. I play with my friends. They come over and we all play. So I had to logically justify paying. I think I paid $700 to buy the PlayStation, the $50 um, certificate to play online, and three additional controllers. And I was able to justify that by thinking, well, 
you know, this is going to last me for about 10 years. That's about the life cycle of a console. Then I started, it was funny. It's like, then I started dividing it by how many hours I'm going to play. And I was like, you know what? That's this is actually a really good investment. Oh, was it? In, yeah, your, in that, your mind. And to, to this day, I still play it like every weekend when my friends come over and we play some hockey. We watch hockey and then we're like, you know what? Let's play it. And um, it's funny. Like, this would never have happened if it wasn't for Ralph Baer. He was the one that had to yes. almost and, conceive of And how playing. far we've come from, from those days. I can't imagine. The video games are a multi-million dollar multi industry. Multi-billion, yeah. They're, they're actually taking on motion pictures now in terms of sales. And some of these video games, if you look at them, they're almost like movies. Like yeah. you're in a movie. And like your kids love video games. I know they play it all the time as well. So you, you're, you're very familiar with the, the titles that are coming I, out I these days. My problem is I don't have time to play them anymore. You have to make time. Mike. Maybe, maybe <laughs> you don't, just, nobody has time to play video games. You make time. My childhood is gone. Other stuff in the news. Uh, Google News shuttering Google News in Spain over copyright. Yeah, this is a, a very interesting story because it's a, it's a, it's a, everything is changing the way people are consuming content. And uh, news typically came in a newspaper or you watched the, the, the broadcast on television. But if you ask anyone that's under 30 right now where they get their news, they're going to get it from online. Yes. And Google has been doing a great job. They have Google News. Which basically aggregates all the different news feeds out there. Absolutely. But a lot of these news feeds do not like that. Well, they don't like that because they're, they're searching it on Google, reading it on Google. And, and not going to Google the is selling ads. Yes. And yet these publishers, these newspaper publishers, aren't getting those views. So in Spain, they basically uh, are prohibiting them from, from republishing headlines yeah. or snippets of news. And that's – I think the, the big story is, is this going to follow through with other countries? Are they all going to start to – Well, I, I can see this happening in Europe. It happened in Germany apparently. So S- Spain here is next. So as of January 6th, they can no longer do this. So, they're, so Google's just shutting the whole Google News service down there. But here's the thing, Mike. Do you think people are going to stop searching the internet for news? Are they just going to be like, oh, I will go to this uh, publisher's website instead of Google News? I think people are going to find news no matter what. And you're seeing blogs and other different websites that are going to take over if Google is not allowed to republish these headlines. And um, I think that's – But it's not fair to the the, the people that make the news or write the news. Absolutely. And if you look and we – Press Reader – Yes. It comes to mind. It's one of our favorite apps. And basically, they make the exact same newspaper experience on a tablet. Yes. And it's actually a carbon copy of the newspaper. They even read it to you. Yeah. <laughs> you can get it to read it to you. You don't even have to Love read that. it. Yeah. Um, and that's the way you have to, I think, innovate to get those eyeballs of people to look at it. Otherwise, um, what's, 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 what's the alternative? What are you going to do? Because well, I don't think people are subscribing to newspapers anymore. They're going to get their content online. Yeah, but they're trying to build that into online subscriptions now. I just don't know how successful most of the print publications I can think, be. I think some of the big guys will be successful. You know, I think New York Times does well. Forbes does well. But, um, you know, will smaller papers be able to get people to pay for an online subscription? You know, will the, the Calgary Herald or Vancouver Sun, yeah. will people pay 20 bucks a month or even $10 a month to get an online subscription? I know they're selling it, but I mean... And they're trying to supplement it for your traditional paper yeah, as well. Yeah, but, 
you know, as as you know, older folks like me who like to read physical papers, uh, you know, we get older and die off. Uh, the younger people coming up, yeah. they just read stuff online, and they're all, they're programmed to get this stuff for free. Absolutely. So who's who's going to pay? So again, I know they're they're selling these online subscriptions. I just question how successful a lot of these uh, smaller. And when I say smaller, you know, Vancouver Sun is obviously a big paper, but compared to like a, a New York Times. Yeah. Even the, the municipal newspapers, the community newspapers. Those are, those are still doing good, but that's because there's stuff full of flyers. Yes. Right? And again, who's at, at some point, who's going to pay for, a mun- you know, like a, a small municipality newspaper subscription online? Absolutely. If you look at the Global Mail, what they do online is that they allow you to read ten newspaper or ten articles yeah. before you they just ban you or stop you from, from yeah. reading anymore. And what they're trying to do is entice you to read great content and then say, Well, you know, you need to pay to get the rest. Um, except if you find the newspaper article via social media, that's okay. That doesn't count towards your um mm. your your ten limit per month yeah but so i i go to the global mail site all the time and especially you you always when you send me newspaper articles you're linking directly because i know you read the global mail yeah so my problem is i'm always past my limit so i can never open the articles you send me well but so here's the thing i like the global mail but i go i i reach my limit all the time yeah am i buying a subscription no i go somewhere else yeah absolutely so that's the way i'm the internet's programmed you're you're programmed you're programmed to do that by the way, if you do go over your limit on Glo- uh, Global Mail, yeah. just open up another browser. It doesn't. It doesn't. You can't track it that way. Oh, look so at they're, you, they're, sneaky! <laughs> I figured out the workaround. When we come back from the break, we'll be talking with the folks at PayPal about buying while you're mobile on your smartphone and tablet. Doing all your shopping from your smartphone. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this, you're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. So off the top of the hour, we're chatting away. And uh, I guess you don't realize the microphone you're chatting in. Wasn't plugged in. There's not even a cable to it. <laughs> so Chad comes into the studio here and forces you over to the other microphone. I'm like, why is Chad coming in here making a move? Yeah. And it's because we're idiots and can't see that. The, the microphone wasn't plugged yeah, in. Yeah, so I guess I was talking to myself there for the first little bit. So I, Well, I was listening. Thank you. <laughs> it's new wireless technology, Mike. It's a wireless. Oh, it's a wireless mic. I love it. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, mobile and mobile shopping. On the line right now, we've uh, got Carrie Reynolds, head of uh, consumer marketing over at PayPal Canada. Thanks for joining us today, Carrie. Hi. Thank you for having me. So uh, we just had our uh, a big Cyber Monday. What did you guys learn? Uh, well, we had, we had a big Cyber Monday as well, actually, and as Canadians, we had a good Cyber Monday. We yeah. certainly uh, saw a ton of activity of people shopping online, uh, and definitely the trend that we saw was the increase in people using their mobile phones to make those purchases. I find that funny. People like sitting on their smartphones or maybe even tablets doing their, their shopping. What kind of stuff are they shopping for? Uh, well, a lot of stuff. We actually saw fashion being the top mobile category this year, uh, and, and certainly electronics is a, is a fast follower as well. So, uh, and partially what we think is, is the mobile is, is the deals are coming in so fast and furious that if you're on your mobile phone, you're actually able to get those deals in real time. So I think that's why we see people jumping on things faster and uh, certainly taking advantage of doing that shopping anywhere they are, whether it's you know in transit or, or sitting on your own couch. 
I, I find it weird that fashion would be the number one thing that people are buying on their phones. Well, there were quite a few deals in the fashion category this year, and certainly, um, you know, we see a lot of uh, a lot of deals as well in the electronics category. The closer we get to Christmas, also. Did you buy anything on your phone, Andy? Not yet. I'm I'm totally <laughs> the last minute guy, and yeah. if you're going to be the last minute person buying online. You can't be that last minute because there's <laughs> got to be some kind of shipping well, window there. Well, um, most of these uh, e-commerce sites are offering like same-day shipping now. Um, so I didn't know this uh, particular stat, but uh, you guys are obviously, uh, I think most people have heard of uh, PayPal. Um, but as far as dollars spent, um, I read a stat somewhere. It's like one, one in six. One, one out of every six dollars of e-commerce dollars is, is run through, through PayPal. PayPal. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, PayPal is a, a really great way to shop online, obviously, but I, I think we're seeing even more value as people are starting to shift to their mobile phones because the last thing you want to do if you're on your phone is type in a 16-digit credit card information or your shipping details every time you buy something online. So with PayPal, you're just logging into your account and all of that information is already stored securely. So you're just logging in and go. It's a couple of clicks. Way easier on your cell phone. So the advantage of using PayPal is uh, much easier. Is there more protection? Absolutely. I mean, PayPal's always been, uh, you know, at the cornerstone of all the different um, types of security and enhancements. So we actually, uh, the, the best part about PayPal is you're not sharing your financial details with every single retailer that you're shopping with. So that in itself is just lowering the risk. So when we hear about these retailers that uh, some, somehow are getting hacked and losing millions of credit card numbers, you know, their clients' credit card numbers, that would be avoided if they use PayPal? Well, absolutely. PayPal doesn't share that information with those retailers, so, so uh, they wouldn't actually have access to that information. So I guess we just have to hope that you don't get hacked. <laughs> well, certainly, <laughs> yeah, we, we, uh, uh, we take a lot of pride in some of our, our security uh, um, protocols, so absolutely, we're, we're, uh, security is number one in our minds. So, Carrie, uh, a lot of people know PayPal from eBay. That's really how you got your start. But I understand in 2015 you're going to be separating. Tell us a little bit about that. We are. Uh, we certainly uh, are in the midst of it. It's going to be a bit of a long process, so I can't tell you too much yet, but you'll have to just uh, hang tight and, and uh, follow it through with me. <laughs> and is that does that mean that you're going to just open it up to, to be – because, like, mobile shopping is a big thing. We have other players like uh, Apple Pay coming into the scene. Uh, is 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 that the reason to to be able to open it up to not just eBay but to pretty much all websites? I think in the in the end of the day, I mean, when we grew with eBay, it was a really great way to for both companies to be very strong companies. And now we're at the stage where acting as separate companies is actually going to let us grow to that next spot. So uh, certainly, being able to work with different players is one of the advantages for for PayPal down the road. I also think it's great for if you're starting a small business. Like, for example, if I'm making birdhouses in my garage, I can pretty much set up a website and use PayPal to, to do all the e-commerce. Is that correct? Absolutely. Uh, you know, PayPal is one of the great ways that a lot of small businesses get started. And uh, certainly, you know, one of the great things that I like about PayPal is that we really have that connection with the small merchants, but we also have a connection with the consumer. And so we're really bringing those two groups and those two people together uh, to, to facilitate commerce online. So for people that don't have a PayPal account, what are the steps to, to get up and running? Oh, for a merchant or a consumer? <laughs> for a consumer, for a consumer. If they want to do all their shopping, instead of going into the malls, they want to maybe do it on their couch, on their smartphone or tablet. Yeah, absolutely. It is very, very easy. Whether you're on your mobile phone, your tablet, or online, you can go to paypal.ca, follow the steps to, uh, to create an account, 
when you get in, in there, you actually are uh, linking a funding source to your PayPal account. So contrary to what a lot of people think, you don't actually have to have cash in your PayPal account. You just link your PayPal account to either your bank account or your credit card. And then every time you shop online, it pulls the funds from your chosen funding source. Where can people find out more information? Your website? <laughs> Definitely paypal.ca. Uh, and uh, uh, there's lots of information there. We also have a contest going on right now, so you'll see some details on that as well. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. Have a great day. You too. That was Carrie Reynolds. To do is go to our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com. Hit on the contest tab to enter and win. $100 credit goes directly into your PayPal account, getconnectedmedia.com. I'm hitting all sorts of wrong buttons today, Andy. We had our <laughs> really? Christmas party last night. <laughs> oh, I'm feeling fuzzy. it. I'm feeling our Christmas party today. Are you? Yeah. Uh, you know what we're going to do now? We're going to open up the phone lines. So we're going to take your tech calls and questions. If you've uh, got any uh, buying advice you need for gear for the holidays, we can help you with that. And also uh, your on-air tech support as well. 604-280-9898. Again, 604-280-9898. If you're phoning long distance, we can help you there as well. one 877 399-9898. When we come back from the break, we will take your calls. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by Lana Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Brar. We're going open line, taking your tech calls and questions. 604-280-9898. 604-280-9898. Long distance. One eight seven seven three nine 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 eight nine eight. I'm gonna jump here to Malcolm. Hey, Malcolm, how's it going? Good, good, good. Good morning, guys. Uh, I just want to know if I should get a Polaroid Cube uh, with uh, which is used as GoPro. Or I'm not even too sure what it looks like, but I saw it in a photograph on the internet. Yeah, it's uh, an interesting new uh, kind of action camera uh, from Polaroid. I think we all know Polaroid from the Polaroid uh, cameras of yesteryear. If you want to know what it looks like, it looks like a cube. It looks like a cube. <laughs> yeah, it's a small little um, camera, kind of, uh, I guess, impact-resistant and waterproof. So you can take this thing, uh, you know, attach it to your bike or skateboard or, or what have you. Yeah. It's also got a magnetic bottom, so you can attach it to metal surfaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't tried this particular one out yet. Uh, you know, we're going to, uh, hopefully on the show... Uh, in the next uh, month or so. But uh, this is, I guess, to compete with, like, the GoPros of the world. You know, it's funny. GoPro came out of nowhere and just took and essentially created an entire industry for these action cameras because they didn't exist before this. Yeah, so these are these um, cameras that, uh, you know, you see if you're skiing, you know, snowboarders have attached these things to their helmets. Mountain bikers, you know, attach them to uh, their bikes to get all that footage as they're uh, doing their, their tricks and, and skiing. One of our funniest... GoPro stories for the television show that we did is we uh, we had you up in an airplane yes with your friend Sean Walker who built the airplane yeah and so what we wanted to do was get some great B roll of you up in the sky and so we we mounted this GoPro with you but we had the settings wrong where we took pictures instead of videos <laughs> so we had literally thousands of pictures like every second instead yeah. of the video footage and. Uh, that's yeah. the the one thing about GoPros is you got to make sure you have it. It takes both photos and videos. Yeah. 
So you want to make sure you have your settings right. So, uh, you know, to Malcolm's question, uh, should you get a Polaroid Cube maybe as opposed to some of the other ones like the GoPros? I guess it just depends what you're using it for. The Polaroid Cube, I think, goes for about 100 bucks yeah. US. Uh, GoPros are a little bit more money, but uh, I think the quality is higher on the GoPro line, and you get more flexibility as far as the settings. Absolutely, uh, well. and GoPro's been around for a long time. They're actually now, you could use it for 4K uh, video quality as well. GoPros. The GoPro yep. 3. Yep. So um, so it, I know the, the Cube just does up to 1080p video, which is still pretty still good. Still great, yeah. So, you know, I think if you're like a serious, serious uh, enthusiast, you might want to look at the GoPro line or maybe some of the other uh, models out there. You know, Sony has some as well. Uh, this one here, you know, for 100 bucks, can't really go wrong Absolutely. either. Uh, from what I understand, though, you're going to have to get different mounts to mount it to different things. Yeah. So you'll have to look into that. So the $100 might not be $100 by the time the dust clears if you have to it, get all these extra mounts. It is nice to see Polaroid that's still around. You know, when they had their Polaroid cameras, that was, that was kind of a big deal back in the day that you could but take it, a picture yeah. and have it produce right in it's, front of your eyes. It's not even really the same company anymore. Polaroid went bankrupt. That, I thought so, yeah. yeah. So uh, they basically, I guess, whoever bought the name licenses the name out. I see. Yeah. So it's a... It's a different company, but yeah. they're still using the name the Polaroid because it has a Obviously great brand good, recognition. Yeah. Good brand uh, cachet. Yeah. going to jump here to um, Steve in Surrey. Hey, Steve. Hi, guys. Um, I have an iPhone 4S. It's yeah. 8 gigabyte. Yeah. I'm kind of on my son's plan to yeah. save some money. And it uh, doesn't take long for it to get filled up with uh, memory yeah. or to uh, keep getting the message that you know, there's not enough memory, and uh, even these updates, I was advised by Rogers that I shouldn't actually use the updates because it's eating up more memory, and it's not intended, but nobody tells you that, of course, so you update it. Not until you're out of memory. Any... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is there any way, um, short of buying a new phone, to solve this problem? I do see the iCloud offering me $0.99 cents a month for X amount or a dollar fifty for X amount. You got any solutions? Yeah, that's not necessarily going to um, help you with your uh, your memory problems on on the phone. Uh, so the 4s they did have an eight gigabyte version, which uh, I guess nowadays with all the apps and everything that people are downloading, uh, gets eaten up really really quickly. So um, that's going to be a challenge for you. There's no question. I wouldn't do any updates. Uh, you know, as far as the operating system goes, because you just really don't have the room, and you just have to be very unfortunately, uh, stingy with what apps you have going on that. Um, I think the first thing you need to do is to see what kind of memory you're using. Is it videos? Is it photos that's uh, taking up all your memory? You can see that when you plug it into iTunes. Absolutely. And it will show you an, almost a graphical interface yeah. of how much, uh, where, where your memory is being allocated for. One thing that I recommend a lot of people do is use um, SanDisk wireless flash drive. That's a good one, yeah. That's a really good one. And basically, it looks like a, your typical flash drive that you would... Like a USB key. USB key that you would plug into your computer, except this one creates a wireless network. And all that data on there, whether it be music, videos, or photos, can be accessed from that drive. Yes. This is something that we use, I know, Mike, when we go traveling, if we're on, um, on an airplane. Yep. We could load all the movies on there, create a wireless network, and then stream it directly from that flash drive to your phone. The benefits is that you don't have that content that takes a lot of gigs. You can get up; it comes up to I think sixty-four gigabytes. Yes, and so that's the one I have. It is awesome sauce. It, 
It, it's great. It's absolutely great. And I think it's a great supplementary for both iPhones and Android. They, it works for both of them. And so you store your, your, uh, your files that are really um, big, like videos, on there, and then keep your photos and stuff on your, on your iPhone. So I think something like that. It's called the SanDisk Wireless Flash Drive. Check it out. It's fantastic, and it works great. But, you know, to your, your main problem there, uh, again, delete any apps that you're just not using. Uh, as far as photos, obviously you use your smartphone to take photos. Uh, down, you know, get them off the phone whenever you come back to your computer because they take up memory uh, as well. Yeah. And just be careful with updates. I would just not do any updates. Well, you want to make sure you have a lot of memory available before yeah. you do the updates. But he doesn't have yeah, a so, lot. So, so eight gigs. Yeah, eight gigs. And unfortunately... The iPhone 4S, uh, like all iPhones, you can't upgrade the memory mm-hmm. on them. Yeah. So you're just going to have to manage that, that memory right now. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more of your calls and questions. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. We're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Brewer. We're open line right now, taking your tech calls and questions. 604-280-9898. Long distance, 1-877-399-9898. Gonna jump here to Scott in Vancouver. How you doing, Scott? Oh, very well. Um, I was wondering if Andy might speculate about the police raids in Sweden because popcorn time isn't loading anymore, and I wondered if that was a side effect, possibly. Do you mean uh, Pirate Bay? Well, you know the popcorn time player. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not loading, and I, yeah, and I thought it might be related to the Pirate Bay shutdown and and whatnot. Absolutely, it is related. So. For the listeners out there, popcorn time is what you would call, or what I call, a dark Netflix. Yes. Um, it's An illegal Netflix. Very much illegal Netflix. Yeah. Basically, torrents are what a lot of people use to download TV shows, movies, music. Yes. And um, torrents are really interesting. It's a, it's a very interesting technology because typically you would download from someone else an entire file. Exactly. With torrents, you're downloading a piece of that file. From and someone else... From dozens or hundreds of other people. Hundreds of other people. So what your computer is doing is downloading little bits and pieces of these files and putting it together on your computer. And for, for years, they've been able to uh, – it was like a loophole in, in the legal aspects because you're not actually downloading something from someone else, just a bit, a, a piece of that file. So what happened earlier this week was um, Pirate Bay, one of the biggest torrent sites in the world – was shut down by the Swedish police. They basically just raided their servers. Again. <laughs> Again. And, um, but the, they've been raided so many times, and every time so far, uh, they get shut down, but then they pop up somewhere else. Absolutely. So what, 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 what his question was, popcorn time is like Netflix, but what it does is instead of downloading that file from multiple people, it's streaming that file from multiple people. So you don't actually download the file. It'll stream it in real time. So it puts together this movie or TV show while you're watching it. And uh, it has almost the same interface as Netflix. I try it. I've tried it all the time. And it works pretty good. But uh, if the torrent sites are being shut down, yes, then you don't have that pipeline to, to get that content. That's, that's where Popcorn Time is getting the stuff from. And that's, and that's why Popcorn Time is going to be affected by what happens when Pirate Bay gets shut down. That being said, my, my gut tells me Pirate Bay will be up. It'll be up there's, again in a week. There's so many different torrent sites out there. Uh, Pirate Bay is one of the biggest ones, but um, when one goes down, another one pops up. That's yeah. just the way it works. So if your popcorn time is not working right now, 
just just wait. Some some other torrent site's going to take advantage of um, of all those views because those torrent sites, I think, might make their money from the the ads, the banner ads, and the stuff. banner ads, yeah, because they get so much traffic for people to download movies and TV shows. Going to jump to the next call. We've got uh, Percy in Vancouver. How you doing? Hey, good morning, Mike. Good. Uh, I've got a question for you. I've got a friend that. Uh, has uh, joint custody with their 14, 16-year-old kids. So they come over, and the uh, first thing they do is they're on all these sites, uh, some of them where they're not supposed to be, and then they're hacking into her email and getting her emails. And So I just got a question from her uh, asking me to go over to help secure it all. But she's got, like, TVs, a couple of laptops, and, uh, and a desktop and phones all hooked into Wi-Fi. Yeah. And I was wondering if there's a... And I, I know all these things probably have parental controls, but is there a way to secure this right at the router so that it's it's the router that has the security on it? Yeah, there's uh, you know a number of ways to do that. It just depends on what router uh, she has. That's that's a great question. I know Linksys has great parental controls, and a lot of parents don't realize the the amount of control you can have at the router level. Yeah, what you can do, and this is this is great because kids can't really. Uh, circumvent this even if they're techie you can even with it like i know linksys has this in their app called uh, smart wi-fi you can limit how much internet time a child will have on their device yeah so you could say hey hey little billy you're not going to have no facebook from 9 p.m to 6 in the morning so if he's trying to stay up late at night on his iphone he won't be able to access facebook you can do it at the device level or just across the entire web you could even block certain websites and um i think a, a, parent, a lot of parents don't realize that how much control they can have at the router level to manage what their kids are seeing and how long they're visiting certain websites like youtube facebook and um just google in general yeah so to your point uh, and again i know the linksys ones are good for this uh and i'm, I'm pretty sure uh, you know, I've looked at Netgear as well. Net, They're Netgear good. Uh, I haven't looked at the D-Link ones lately, but I'm sure they have the similar kind of functionality. Um, you can go right down to, like, to your saying the device level. Yeah. Each device that hooks up to the, the Wi-Fi router, whether it's a computer, a smart TV, or even, you know, if they're using their uh, iPhone and using the Wi-Fi, it's got what's called a MAC address, M-A-C address. Not Apple Mac, but it's just a MAC address. And that's a unique identifier to each one of these devices. You can actually lock down that device as to what kind of access it's getting. And you can even block out certain websites and, and what have you and time it too. And the great thing is you can even do it remotely with their apps. So imagine if you have a little Wi-Fi camera in your in your home and the kids are, are gaming when they should be doing their homework and you're at work and you're like, these kids should be doing their homework. You could remotely just block uh, the Xbox or the PlayStation from accessing the internet remotely and then uh they, they have no control on that and that's a great uh tool for parents to yeah. manage how much time their kids spend online and i think it's a great uh solution that a lot of people don't really take advantage of yet yeah so just find out what router she has and, and what kind of parental controls are on that if it's an older router it might be worth it to look at some of these new ones that have that extra functionality absolutely well. you can get a new router that has that functionality for less than a hundred dollars we're going to have to take another break. When we come back, we will be talking to Christina about App of the Week. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here in studio. It's that time of the week. Week. App of the Week with Christina Stoyanova. What do you got for us, Christina? 
Well, I thought since we're a couple of weeks away from Christmas, we'd do some Christmas-themed apps. Awesome. So today we have one called The Christmas List, and it's available on iOS. Um, it's one ninety nine, but uh, Two bucks. it's worth it. Yeah. And what does it do? So you know how it can get really hectic, especially if you have a big family. You have all these lists roaming around, and you have to try and organize what stores to get everything at. And, of course, you always end up going over budget. Well, this is an app where you can enter all of that information, who you're shopping for, what's on their Christmas list, what uh, your budget is, and you can actually enter um, the store that you'd want to shop for those items at. And then filter by store. So say you're, you know, shopping for electronics at London Drugs, you can actually filter by London Drugs and that way you can get everything while you're there. You don't have to come back later because you've forgotten that one random thing. That's kind of cool. And I guess the, the good thing is it's right on your phone. So you have that list with you all the time. Yeah. And it's actually kind of cool. You can sync it using AirDrop. So if you or your, you and your spouse are, you know, tag teaming the, uh, Christmas list for the kids, then you can actually airdrop the list and sync it with each other and you can mark the gifts as purchased and to do still or whatever. Yeah. Very cool. But not for Android. Not for Android. Sorry. You know why? Don't even get me started. <laughs> you try to do this every week. Okay. Android's I been will, on the naughty list. That's why. I will. <laughs> I have so many more arguments, but I'm going to reserve from telling you. I bet you there's the Christmas list. It's, I bet you it's free on Android. Well, you know what? This one, there are a lot of these Christmas list apps, but I think this one brings you a lot more functionality but, than... So does it include like tax or is it just like the dollar amount? It, just the dollar amount. Okay. Um, but it's good because you never really keep that information, like the dollar amount of things when you're shopping. And then very quickly you find that you've gone way over budget. I go way over budget every year. Yeah. Because I don't keep track. Of course well, you don't. Yeah. And then you get that visa bill and it's like, whoa. You know why happened? you go over budget, Mike? Why? Because you buy gifts for yourself. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> that is a problem. Last year, I remember <laughs> you bought a TV. You came to me. Like, I, ah, I bought a TV I'm, on I'm online. an idiot. I don't know what's wrong with me. Well, that's why you get an app like this. And if you don't enter your gifts in there, then you're not buying them. But I'm still going to buy for myself. Is that bad? Yes. Yeah. Did you uh, Did you see Andy at the Christmas party last night? What he was wearing? I did, yes. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> you, were, you were a weird dude. So I, I can't even explain this thing, but it's like... A wallet holster thing. It was a holster. For your smartphone. Yeah. So it looks like, like you know, holsters that you would carry a gun with. Yeah. This one, you carry your smartphone inside. So is a new product that just came into our studio. It's, it's a whole different angle to wearable tech. So I thought, what a better time than... But it has two holsters, so like one for each side. You could actually have two smartphones in there. Or or, or yeah. wallet. So I had a wallet on one side yeah. with business cards. Yeah. And then the other side, I had my smartphone. So either I was going to call someone or they're going to call me uh, through this. And uh, it was an interesting uh, feedback I got. <laughs> part ridicule, <laughs> part praise. Uh, it was interesting, yeah. I have to say. I think I ridiculed you. Uh, you did, yes, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Many times. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I thought it was a cool How thing. How much is this thing? Oh, actually, it's $120. Are you kidding it. me? Well, it's it's 120 a, bucks for this crazy this thing. Fashionable piece What's of it called? Uh, gear. It's, it's from a company called LD West. LD West. Yeah, and it's a smartphone holster. So I'm not drawing a gun. I'm drawing my smartphone from this holster, which was kind of funny. It was uh, the reason why I wore it was so I didn't lose my phone because it was like right on my chest. 
This is the new age fanny pack, folks. That's it's it's like it fanny is. pack 2.0. I just put my phone on my pocket. It seems to work. That's so old school, Mike. I know, but you know, all works. the cool kids, being me, yeah. <laughs> wear this the, holster. Okay, the cool kid. You're trying to start something here. $120 a, smartphone holster. Yeah. I'm going to keep wearing it. I'm going to see what LD what West. LDWest.com. Yeah. You got to go online and check this out because it's crazy looking. Uh, you never know. It might take off. It might take off. Or, might or we might make fun of you yeah. forever. Please work. You guys already make fun of me, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> the contest one more time. You got we're giving a, We're giving a $100 gift certificate to PayPal.com for your last-minute Christmas shopping. Also, we're giving away five one-year Netflix subscriptions on our website. Just got to go to it. GetConnectedMedia.com. That's all the time we have left. want to thank uh, Christina and Andy for coming in the studio. The team at Get Connected logging off. See you again next time.